0: Hi, welcome to Find Your Crime, hosted by E!, a podcast showcasing members of the true crime community. Before we get into our first episode with the amazing host from True Crime Obsessed, I just wanted to say that while I was editing, I immediately realized how difficult it is and could hear a difference in quality in my recordings and the other hosts. My volume is a little too loud, and hopefully this will be fixed by the next episode. So Patrick, if you're listening, just go ahead and shut it off. I know how passionate you get about editing. Welcome to Find Your Crime. Um, I'm so excited for our guest today. We have Jillian Pensavalli and Patrick Hines from True Crime Obsessed. So thank you all so much for joining me today. Thanks so much for having us, E. Thrilled to be here. Yeah. So, you all, I actually um, messaged individuals, about 10 of them, from podcasts and YouTube, and you all were the only ones so far (laughs) who have wrote me back. And Steve sent me an email the next day, and I was like, this is going to be a thanks but no thanks kind of email. And it wasn't. He was so nice. It was so nice. I was just really excited. Well, off air, we'll talk about those other people, and now they're going to be on my
1: list. Different kind of list. I was going
2: to say, like, Lin-Manuel Miranda spent four hours getting drunk at Jillian's house, and that didn't happen without, like, that would never have happened without us, you know, Jillian being, like, brave and reaching out and, like, yeah. you know, people, like, by the kindness of their hearts saying, like, I remember when I was just getting started and how important it yeah. is to, like, bring up and support it's other It's technically people. seven
1: hours if you count when he came back a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Technically seven. hours. <laughs> <Correct.
2: laughs> that, that's true. And you still haven't murdered him. I told you the first time you should murder him so that he would be just yours for at least a little while. Yeah.
1: The pod lives on. And, and, I, and I and I and I get to make all the other podcasts outside of prison which is great I have not watched Hamilton yet
0: but um no problem I, I will everyone okay. always says that
1: to me like I'm gonna get mad at them it's really okay and when you watch
0: it you don't have to like it how about that that's it. okay Ooh. that You works. don't have
1: to like it it's totally that fine.
0: works it's all good <laughs> Well, I so I found your Alls pod- podcast because someone had mentioned the documentary um there's something wrong with Aunt Diane. Oh boy. And uh. I didn't have YouTube. And so I was like, surely there's a podcast about this. And I found your Alls podcast and um so I got about 30 seconds in and I was like, this is interesting. I'd never <laughs> listened to a podcast like this before. Um Case File was the first true crime podcast I'd listened to, and oh, yeah. that anonymous host—I mean, he's just got that monotone. Like we're just telling yeah. the story, and I was like, "What's happening here?" And I actually shut it off. <laughs> and the next day, I turned it back on, and then I listened to like ten more of your episodes. I was like, "I'm hooked." I'm a lady, Pate, so oh, I'm. and <laughs> <you're laughs> Natalie Maines? <Yes. laughs> oh, is she?
1: Oh my god! No, we—we we we believe that she is. We just put it out. I'm to sure the she, is. That she is. She is. If we oh fate sure will happen. Yeah,
0: exactly. no, she is. I'm also part of your uh Facebook group, so I'm here for oh. it, but yeah. you stay in there. <laughs> you all helped um helped really solidify my decision for this because it was your gone in the dark episode one. Um, you said that some people were meant to investigate and some people were meant to get drunk and talk about it. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I'm not meant to do either of those things, but I am meant to help Uh other people find people get drunk and talk about it. I love that. That's
2: awesome. (laughs) We are doing the Lord's work over here. That's
0: right. But I did want to just ask a couple personal questions. Um, So, Patrick, what is your social security number? (laughs) (laughs) 214
2: two one four eight seven two. Those are definitely the first
0: six numbers. Those are definitely (laughs) the first six numbers. So how did you guys meet? Or have you always known each other?
2: I mean it feels like we've always known each other. You know what I mean? I think we've definitely known each other in past lives and existences.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was one of those things where it was like, "You, we've known. Right? We've totally yeah, done this yeah. before. We've we are not. Yeah. <laughs> we've been here before. Yeah, we've been in this in the same seats with the same Pinot Grigio and buttery right. short. We've been here. This feels very familiar."
2: But we met really because we were both making uh, Broadway podcasts and um we yeah, it's it's so funny. It feels like it's so long ago now. But we we just started hanging out. And I always say, like, it's really hard when, I mean, I'm old and married and I've got a kid. And it's, you know, hard. And I'm not, like, a goer-outer, really. So mm-hmm. it's hard to, like, be my age and make a new friend. And Jillian was, like, the new first new friend I'd made in a really long time. And I got excited about it. So we were hanging out a lot. And we just wanted to, like we were both making podcasts and, and we both really liked true crime and we were wanting to like find a thing to do together. And we decided to start making a true crime podcast together.
1: Yeah. That's the shortest version of that story. I know. <laughs> Cause there's so much, but essentially we were drinking a lot and decided to make a podcast.
0: Well, making friends it, yeah, as exactly. adults is so weird. Like it's just, it is. you guys are it who is. you are. So now it's like, okay, let me find someone else who is fine with this.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's like it's like going to
1: a new therapist where it's like, do I have to start from the beginning? Right, being bullied at school. Do I have to? Do I have to start telling them everything? And that's why we're still learning things about each other, really. Girl,
2: I've had the same therapist since I started going to therapy. This never even occurred to me until just now.
1: It's if you go to a new one, you have to start over.
0: what's like, gonna you, happen like
1: is that you know but do your yeah, papers go
0: to the other therapist i mean surely there are no to reports, go all of my
1: reports of oh she has a piece of work
0: yeah that's all <laughs> my file's very small
1: it's just piece of work <laughs> she is a handful
0: well how do how does crime and comedy like you don't really think about those two things together how do those end up how do you think about okay we're gonna start a podcast now let's do crime and comedy
1: well, it comes it comes through as sort of my defense mechanism a little bit, and Patrick wasn't expecting that. Like, it's one of those where like we're talking about horrible things, and then yeah. I would just focus on something that I found funny, so I didn't have to talk about the kidnapping or the rape or the abuse or whatever. And then I'd be like, "How about that hairdo?" or something. Um, <laughs> Or, like, that, this lawyer is such a piece of shit or something. And then that's sort of where I went, and that's part of Patrick and I learning about each other kind of on the fly. And Patrick was like, right, but what about the, like, directorial choices? And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> like, I'm sure it's fine, but I don't care. And so then it became this little, like, oh, I guess this – can be a dynamic because we would be screaming in anger and horror about the bad things that happened, but we were never laughing about the bad things. And yeah. we were never victim blaming and never doing that. So that's how it sort of evolved. I would say.
2: Yeah. I mean, it was, it was very much, you know, I always say like, I, I, the funny thing is, we never really had a conversation about what the podcast was going to be. It was sort of like, Other let's, than let's solve the and Zodiac. Yeah. And then we
1: threw that out the window very smartly. Yeah, that was the yeah. smartest thing we ever did about the Zodiac case is stay the hell away from it. Yeah. That's how we really helped that case. Is yeah, by we really staying hate- out of it.
2: And you're welcome, America. You're welcome. But, like, yeah, we just – when Jillian was making me laugh, I remember thinking, how am I going to edit around this, you know? And then when I went back to listen to it, thinking, wait, this is the thing. Like, this is it. This is what makes us different, and no one else is doing it. And and I got to tell you, like – I didn't know if anyone would listen to it. It was, for both of us, it was a real leap of faith. I mean, I remember, like, I remember texting you and being like, it's so funny just, like, recapping a documentary and talking about it, but not being garbage, not in a garbagey way. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know if anyone's going to listen to this, but there's nothing else out there like that, which is a very rare thing to find in the true crime podcasting world. Right. And so, with Jillian's blessing, I was, like, pressing the publish button, and I'm like, I guess we'll see (laughs) if anyone listens. And then here we are.
1: Yeah, and we kind of didn't even think, because we didn't think that anyone would really listen, we kind of didn't care how people would take us laughing. and we And then we sort of realized, because we were never laughing at a victim, we were never making fun of a family in grief, we were never doing any of that. And so I think it never occurred to us that, like, well, we're not being assholes about it, and if people, like, when we see negative stuff about us, which I just don't, like, it's not on my radar but when it comes around it's always people who just see the tagline or see a description of the podcast and then think how dare they they're monsters without actually listening because if yeah. you listen yeah you'll know that we're never making fun of maura murray we're just no. we can't believe it and it's all defense mechanisms, truly. It's like, I, I truly, I just want to laugh about McDonald's for six weeks because I just did animal <laughs> abuse for six weeks and I ne- we got to lighten it up yeah. somehow.
2: But the thing about Jillian, though, that, like, and I say, I swear, girl, I still say this to my husband every day. Like, the other morning, it was six in the morning and I was, I was like, pre-editing something for one of our editors and I was listening back to it. And I was like, she is just so fucking good at this. Like, Jillian <laughs> well, has this you. way of, like, of using the humor as a defense mechanism, but then, like, organizing her thoughts in a way and and i've I've tried to say this i've tried to articulate articulate this to her in other ways where she she says the most pertinent thing in like the least amount of words possible she just gets it out and it's kind of mind-blowing to hear it in the moment but then you i hear it back when i'm editing it and i'm like there's no amount of like writing down a smart thing and then reading that into a microphone could there's no way you could do that. These are just the brilliant thoughts that she has, and it's one of the reasons why. It's one of the reasons why the podcast works. It's like you know, I'm a feminist and I'm a, a, a champion of the rights of the animals and the people, but I don't. I I don't. My brain doesn't work the same way, Jillian – But Jillian, like, lives with these thoughts of, like, the injustice of it all in her head at all times, and they just come out in this really funny way that is so authentic, and it's what makes the podcast work.
1: Well, I appreciate that very much. And, again, I will say it's the only time in my life where I am the most articulate, and that is true. Yeah. Like, for you to say that to me is a very, like – do you hear that rain again? We just went through this. I do hear it. Week, the episode that came out. But now this is like a tropical storm. I'm so sorry, but it's on my new pristine AC and I will not apologize for her. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's like in my life, I find it hard to express myself and articulate things sometimes because everything is swirling in there. And for some reason, like when we hit record and it's about something very specific and like I know where I stand on it. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think that is just what makes it come out. And also like, you're the best audience in the world. Patrick.
2: I'm here to like, laugh. And, and I got I'll agree with that. Like I used to say that when I go see my friends shows, when I'm in the like the audience of like a proper show. You're the Broadway person you show. want
1: in the front row. You're to- the person you want percent.
2: there. Oh, yeah. Like I'm yeah. totally engaged. I'm here to lift you up and to laugh <laughs> hysterically at the jokes you're making.
1: Yeah, and to also, like, bring us back and to be like, okay, wait, like, I'm just, like, ranting. And I'm like, but I hate them. And you're like, wait, we have to tell the people who this is. And I'm like, yeah, but I hate them. (laughs) And then you're like, we have to tell the people who this is. What's their name again? And I'm like, girl, I (laughs) –
0: with the name.
2: Not
0: my job. Well, you – okay, so you said that you didn't really care how it came across – well, not how it came across, but you weren't worried about really what people thought. Are you ever shocked at, like – so I'm from East Tennessee, like country. Are you ever surprised at some people who are fans of the show? Like has someone ever came up to you that oh, like yeah. looks like she might be related to Nancy Grace and she's just like no, in love with your show? That.
2: It's like straight men. There, there's oh really of like military guys that love our podcast. And it's always astonishing to me when that happens. When, like, when I, like whenever a man comments in the group, I just assume it's a fellow gay. And then I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, and my wife is who turned me on to this. And I'm like, wait, girl, what? <laughs> like, I yeah. can never believe it when straight guy. But there are, it's why, like, in my life before, like, before, I, I mean, I've always had a, a strange, like, Connection with straight men. There's something about my dyna- dynamic with straight men that has always worked. Like, I, a lot of my really good friends in life have been straight men. So, in that regard, I guess it doesn't surprise me, but our show is so intensely feminist and feminine and just like girly and f- like, like it's just so girly. That Angry, I'm you always- can say it. Angry,
1: <laughs> <laughs> emotional, hysterical. So,
2: totally. But I Isn't it weird yeah. when straight guys love our show?
1: Yes. I, love it and i it's usually i have yet to and if you're out there please show yourself but i have yet to hear from a straight like cis guy who found it on their own accord it's usually their girlfriend or a partner or wife or someone or their best friend like showed us to them so i'm curious if there was someone who saw the hot pink in apple podcast and said you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna give that a whirl, and then stayed for the ride, and keeps buying tickets every week. Like I would love to know where he, where they are if they're there. Show I,
2: yourself. Yeah, I'm, I'm fascinated by like your journey with TCO because that I love that you were looking for a podcast about a documentary. You found our podcast, and you were not into it. But then Wait, the next what day made you he, come
1: back? Yeah, what made like, you what, come what, back? So what made you stop, and then what made you come back? If so,
0: I the stopping was just like I there was a lot of laughter. And let me just say, <laughs> yeah. Patrick, I love your laugh. <laughs> Thank you. But I was just like, this is, this is odd to me. Like it just, honestly, and I, I don't mean this disrespectfully, like it almost, when I first listened to it, I was like, this just feels kind of wrong, you know, uh-huh. with the crime and the uh-huh, comedy. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, you're being judgmental like just listen to it because you wanted to watch this documentary and then I went back and I was like wow it's not at all it's not at all disrespectful you all don't victim blame even when there's time that in my mind I'm like well like should that have happened like could that have happened a different way you all don't care and I love that you're like nope we're not victim blaming no matter what yeah
2: yeah yeah, it's interesting, and I, you know, I, we we we've been saying this a lot lately because we're covering "I'll Be Gone in the Dark," which has Karen Kilgariff in it, and we we've been saying a lot that we don't we of obviously didn't create the, the true crime comedy genre, and we Karen and Georgia really did, and we sort of like slid into it behind them with other, you know with others, and I don't I've yet to hear there's a lot of true crime comedy podcasts that. Do make their shows differently than how we make ours. I've never heard one that is disrespectful. Um, it, there, there are non-comedy true crime podcasts that I have found to be horrifyingly disrespectful. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that like the true crime comedy thing, you gotta know what you're doing in order to do it. You've gotta have a point of view, no matter what it is. And it, like because because then right away the comedy is just not gonna work. You know.
0: Also, it was, I'm trying to think which one I was listening to. It was probably the second um, I'll Be Gone in the Dark when you were like, okay, we're going to talk about this, but we're not going to go into detail about what they say. And I love that for those reasons. Like there's people who want to learn about this stuff, but they just can't for, you know, their own personal reasons. Yeah. Yeah. We hear that. We hear that a lot, that it's, we help people where
1: it's easier to listen to us than to watch don't F with cats, for example, or, you know, and it still can be very hard for them. There are people who, with that one especially, I had to turn the podcast off. I love you guys, but I just had to skip it. Totally, completely understand. Mm -hmm. Um... So yeah, we we sort of pride ourselves on that, and we take that really seriously. And with that second episode of I'll Be Gone in the Dark, it was kind of like, okay, so how do we not silence these women? Yeah. How do we don't want it? We don't want it to be like, well, that's too hard. Right. That's too like yeah. that's too sad and icky. So we're not gonna like that's not how we did it. So <laughs> we wanted them to still be heard, but at the same time, take care of our listener and just say, look, this is really bad. So we did it once, we gave you all the details once and just sort of, this is kind of what he does and now moving on, like, let's talk about how we're just going to get this son of a bitch.
0: Yeah. You know? Have you all ever watched a podcast or not watched a podcast, watched a documentary and your mind has been changed on the? Like, have you ever been dead set in what you thought happened and then watched something and then just been like, oh, oh wow, yeah, I might have been wrong. the
2: Scott Peterson one? Menendez and Brothers. Menendez. Yeah. Comes to yeah. 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 I mean, the Menendez really got me. Oh, God, girl, remember? I remember calling you crying at one point, being like, we're going to write to Eric. He's going to be our friend. Like, it was very. You know, what we remember of that case is that these boys lied about being abused by their parents and then b- killed them because they wanted right. the money. And I don't believe that at all anymore.
1: I don't either. Yeah. M- yeah. Maybe you shouldn't, like, talk yeah,
2: on your it, parents, it, but I believe, you know— sure.
1: Yeah, and it, uh, yeah, like we say, we're I don't we don't think they're like threats to society. This right. was a very specific horrible yeah. situation on on all sides, and it's true. Like you, you grow up or you hear about these cases in passing, and it's like, oh, oh, those evil, those like bad, crazy Menendez brothers, and that's really not the case at yeah. all. Um, so that is what comes to mind. OJ, I'm not budging <laughs> on OJ. Well,
2: Lacy <laughs> Peterson, it. I remember thinking like. I still kind of feel like maybe Scott didn't do it, you know? Like, I think there's a lot
0: of... I I agree. So, I think he is a terrible person. And I'm not saying he didn't, but I don't think there was any evidence to convict him. Well, and I
2: also... There's that, and there's also, like, the wisdom of, like... I I need to understand why... Some lawyers do the things or don't do the things that they do or don't do. Why don't they call the witnesses that say that they saw her walking the dog after we know that Scott was already at the marina? What? Why don't? Why didn't they call them? It's like Christina Gutierrez in the Adnan Sayed case. Like there's like Ugh. the back and forth of like she knew about Asia and it was like a it was an actual choice to not call Asia to the stand. You know why? Why would that choice be made? So I'm there. I want more information. Um, But yeah, that was another one where I was like, oh, that's different than what I maybe
0: originally Mm. thought. Right. Do you... So with all the podcasts, or not podcasts, documentaries, I keep saying podcasts, I'm sorry. (laughs) Do you all ever think it's... Or find it hard to find what you're doing next? Is there ever a shortage or anything like that? It's a layered answer.
1: Because there is no shortage of true crime content out there. But for what we do... It, we need a couple of things like as important as a documentary might be if it's just fact 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 that makes it hard for us to do exactly what we do so and also like there are no one-off documentaries yeah. anymore really like they're all yeah. big they're all long-term series which is great for Lady Pates yeah. um but sometimes it's like you know we've done a lot of sexual assault like we just for our own sake and for the sake of the listeners like we need to find a cult or we need to find something light like an art heist or (laughs) something (laughs) and so when we're looking specifically for a topic and a one-off documentary that is well-made and and suited for us, like, sometimes that can get difficult, which is weird because there's true crime shit it's everywhere. It's
2: funny because it took us a couple of years. It took us, like, into our over our 100 episodes to realize that, like, oh, like, Oxygen does documentaries about Jeffrey Dahmer and ID Channel does documentaries about Lacey Peterson. Like, that's a we were doing all of the you know there are so many incredible documentaries out there from before the like the golden age of true crime documentaries which started like you know two (laughs) or three years ago and that's kind of what we did for the first year was like those amazing documentaries that everybody knows and loves and so yeah we are the way like jillian was saying the way that documentaries are being made is changing and we have to evolve with that um and so it's been exciting i mean like when we first started this whoever would have thought we would have been around three years later you know so it's know. a great thing yeah. to ha- it's a great problem to have that there's more content than we can than we can manage to cover you know
1: yeah and just a, a little like detail like just behind the scenes detail thing they can't be like two and a half yeah. hours. If they're excellent, great. But for, again, what we do, like, we kind of try to hover in the 90-minute mark because it makes better
0: episodes yeah. for you. Yeah. We're just
1: better. We're better talking about something that's 90 minutes
0: that, and not too out. We get in the yeah. weeds. Yeah. I listen to awesome. you all at the gym, so oh. I, if I can, like, whenever it's like an hour or more, I'm like, here we go. I know. I love,
2: <laughs> I love hearing that people listen to us at the gym because it is a pacing thing, you know, like doing the editing. We have editors now, but for the first 125 episodes, I was really the primary editor. And, and, and including like another hundred or so on Patreon. And so the pacing of it was always really important to me. We, I always, I remember early on people saying that they were listening to us when they would like go running. And so I kind of used that as a guide of like, that's what I want. I want like, there's a lot of really wonderful true crime documentaries that are qu- sort of slow and I love those too. But I wanted mm-hmm. ours to be funny and fast and energetic. And you know, so I'm, I love it when I hear that people say they listen to us at the gym.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Do you all have a favorite episode that you've done or a favorite documentary that you've covered?
2: Oh, God, there's so many. I mean,
1: you know, the... The 7-5 was fun. I kind of always lean on the 7-5. That was fun. That was just a fun ride.
2: There are so many that are, like, that I think are so, so, so well-made that aren't necessarily, like, my favorite. Like... We just covered, um, we, we're in the middle of covering um, uh, Trial by Media. So it's five standalone <laughs> documentaries. And the one about Amadou Diallo was, I thought, so. I, it makes me sad that it's a part of that Excellent. series because it should, if it was a standalone documentary, I think it could have been like an Academy Award contender. It was that good. Yeah.
0: Agreed. Um,
2: but I always say, I mean, like, there were the ones that like made me want to do this in the first place. Like, I love The Impostor, I saw that in the movie theater. Um, I loved Catfish. Aunt Diane
1: was a was oh a god. big Anti-Ann one. Aunt Diane was one of those that I would
2: go back and and like just watch, just like randomly to like I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna figure out what happened to her. <laughs> but like my one of my yeah. favorite episodes that we've done, I always say is Grizzly Man because I just think it's so funny. Like I just think that episode is just so funny. Like that's her.
0: I just listened just to that, that the other mind. day. Yeah, it's. Oh my god. It's.
2: I, I mean, it ends with a guy getting eaten by a bear, but like he kind of always knew that was gonna happen. So it's like. Yeah. My whole thing is that like bears can't murder people. They can only have dinner, you know?
1: Yeah, bears are gonna yeah. bear, I don't really know. And they were fine, they were f- yeah. fine. Like they were yeah. okay, yeah. just leave right. the bears Right. He was
2: saying he was alone. there to protect them. They didn't need his protect. He was there to escape the world.
1: They were, yeah, and that's, that's a tragedy in and of itself, but when he's like all like swoony about poop, I, I mean, what are we supposed to do? Yeah. It just came out of her. <laughs> And when he's like yelling at the fox for stealing his hat, it's like, I'm sorry, what am I supposed to do here? Like how, like, I'm kind of backed into a corner here, honestly.
0: Well, I, um, I really appreciate you all doing this. Um, I know we're a little short on time, but collectively you all have about 26 podcasts. Can you all go ahead and name off your podcasts for everyone?
1: Oh. Sure. You want to start? Uh, sure. So, yeah.
2: Patrick? So we started the Obsessed Network. So you can find basically everything the network makes at ObsessedNetwork.com. Um, it's True Crime Obsessed, uh, Obsessed with Disappeared. Jillian and I made a podcast a long time ago together called uh, My So-Called Podcast, which was a recap podcast of My So-Called Life. It's so good. We're trying to get it for the network. Um Yeah, those are mine.
1: Yeah, that was a dream come true. I loved so, that show so, so much. I, I watched it every year and like to be able to make that podcast about my so-called life was huge. Um, So I do the Hamilcast. It's about Hamilton, an American musical. Um, I also uh, produce my husband's sketch comedy podcast, which is called Ted Michael reads Sketches into Microphones. It's really weird. But my <laughs> Werner Herzog impression from <laughs> Grizzly Man is stolen directly from Ted Michael. Our friend Ted does Werner Herzog. So when I was doing verner in that episode it was ted so it's a kind of a verner couple times removed but uh in our in in that world of ted michael verner herzog is just a real big fan of steve zahn and it gets great it gets interesting for steve zahn and as am i that's that's really just like us getting a little meta like we love steve zahn so so much how do we make it so that we can talk about him on a semi-weekly
0: basis is
1: steve
0: steve zahn that's from joyride is that what
1: he- he's from that thing you do and reality bites. And, um, Werner Herzog in the, uh, it literally is, uh, he was in Treme. Like Werner Herzog, like reads Steve's Steve's Zahn's resume to him <laughs> to prove like how much he loves him.
0: He's in a whole lot of things. <laughs> well, awesome. And the last question I have for you all, can you all both give me a Broadway musical, like a Bro- Broadway song, a number to listen to? Cause I know you both are big fans.
2: Oh, like, Oh, go uh- first.
0: Yorktown from Hamilton. That's always my go to. Okay. The Battle of right Yorktown. Right now,
2: like the last couple days, I've been obsessed with um, strongest suit from Aida. It's Sherry <gasps> Renee Scott.
1: It's Stop. So good. My strongest, <laughs> my strongest <laughs> suit. Oh, it's
2: so good. That
1: is the way that starts. Yeah.
2: Oh, in life. And one more that Jillian and so I can good. both get behind. Um, don't Break the Rules from Catch Me If You Can. It's Norbert Leo Butts at his absolute finest.
0: Where yeah we have a lot of fun.
2: Oh my god!
0: Awesome. Well, thank you all so much. I I've never understood the term fangirling, and I feel like that's what I've done the whole time. I've tried to like keep it Yo, in. You're great. This I so
1: fun. E- you, you are great at this. Keep it going. <laughs> keep making it. Keep emailing. Truly, this is a really great thing. And you're thank you so that. much. Let me,
2: let me know who you want to talk to. I can help you, girl. Send me an email. Okay. Yeah, awesome. Like, please, yeah. Pa- yeah. please.
1: You're 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 in the you're on the team exactly. now. You
0: it's very, it's very intense. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I love you guys.
2: Bye, honey. Bye. We Bye. love you. Thank
0: Bye. you. Bye.